0: Okay, we are live, episode 92. We are starting June with a bang. I've got Nathan Gordon, Sands Meal Bar. I've got Allison Ball, Food Biz Wiz. Welcome to the show.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Mark, Uh, for having me.
0: Of course, Nathan, we get right into it. Let's talk bars. Mm -hmm. We might be talking protein. Uh, Give us the story. When did it start? What is it all about?
1: Yeah. So the story really kind of uh, goes back to, you know, about four or five years ago. I was really just kind of an overweight investment banker, um, pretty unfulfilled with life, and um, really started to tinker with uh, this problem of the Western diet, which I was one of the biggest victims of. And, uh, you know, just had this idea. Uh, What if we could um, create, you know, a product in a meal format that is all natural ingredients uh, and no added sugar and was pretty surprised to find out that that didn't exist after a lot of digging. And so we launched the business in 2018, um, you know, purely DTC for a while, you know, iterated and changed the formulas, got feedback. And um, now we're really rocking pretty on my channel. And uh, yeah, that's the that's the quick story
0: unfulfilled investment banker (laughs) uh okay we've heard that before uh shout out investment bankers shout out um okay so let's talk about the category if you would uh 2018 uh, i know it very well i hang out in that aisle a lot um (laughs) give us core ingredients uh and why did you identify those as being them
1: yeah, sure. Um, we really, you know, focused it around. Um, obviously, the first issue was no added sugar, so you know, sweetening and binding the product with dates was was our um, clear was was clear for us. Um, and then just use, you know, we decided on egg whites for protein um, through numerous reasons. Um, obviously, plant based is, I believe, is a long term trend, but still, you know, obviously, two percent of the U.S. market is vegan, um, and um, you know, nuts, seeds, fruits, you know, egg whites, you know, we also wanted to include some vegetables. So we've got spinach in every bar um, along with flaxseed. So yeah, that's the core ingredients, you know, no natural flavors, no additives, no preservatives, no emulsifiers um, much to my co-packers sugar And um, yeah, it's, it's a pretty hard product to make. Uh, We've we're making progress every day, scaling it. Um, But yeah, that's, That's the, that's the whole thing. So, and, and I really was looking at not only bars, but meal replacement, you know, a pretty legacy category, um, you know, with all of these beverages and also with, you know, the modern brands like Soylent and Fuel
0: there there is another uh a brand that's been out there uh, that's yeah. similar and it's in your category we want sure. to name them shout out rx <laughs> bar um what le- do you this because this is just fair it's we have, we talk about stuff like this it's, it's a great brand i remember them yep. from the time they had a tent at the one of the first regional crossfit games yep um do you look at something like that? Was that something that you 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 looked at? You had and you said, you know what? I like this. I like the concept. It's real food. Yeah. It makes sense. I believe I can do it better. Yeah. Um, and of course, they created something you can see. Wow, this is working. Is that does that help you as a founder?
1: Totally. Um, RX Bar was was kind of the first company that I really started paying attention to when I started thinking about this problem. I have a tremendous amount. I mean, what, what Peter and the team did was just absolute genius. I mean, hard to believe that, uh, you know, in 2012 or whatever it was, there wasn't a protein bar on the market without added sugar and without 30 ingredients in it. Pretty amazing. So like most things in life, I think the best ideas are the most simple ones. And, um, so yeah, very similar to, I really saw an opportunity to one, um, make, do some things different. I'm not going to say better, but different because, you know, taste, texture, all these things are just, as you understand, so personal. Um, And um, from an ingredient perspective, we felt pretty strongly about, we don't think that natural, you know, real food is the future. That's really a big part of our belief and and core tenant. But yeah, use case difference. Um, And then from a bar perspective, you know, one other brand obviously makes a meal meal bar that's in most aisles. And, um, you know, I like, seven ingredients better than 40 and i think that um you know we're we're building something for the future
0: give us the first phone call um you're you're a banker uh you don't have food experience uh do you make a call to friends and somebody who can start doing the connections for you and then you identified a co-packer or did you start in your kitchen give us that first phase so that somebody who wants to do this gets an idea
1: well, this is going to surprise you, but the first phone call was actually to another investment banker. Um, and he sat uh, in the office next to me, you know, really his, his passion in life is health and wellness, um, you know, in a total different life scenario than me. Um, you know, I could go do and build this and he could not. Um, so yeah, he was actually the first call and he and his wife continued to be, you know, key advisors to us. But uh, that was the first call, another investment banker actually. And then as you understand, you know, it's just rolling up your sleeves and calling coal packers and a lot of people telling me I'm crazy. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's very similar to probably most people's stories. And the only way to really do it is to figure it out. And, um, I had countless people tell me that this was never going to work and that, you know, there's no difference between this and a protein bar and all all the different things. And, um, you know, it's, as you get, you know, it's, you get some joy and, you know, when you start to get some proof that, uh, hey, this there is something here and it's it's pretty differentiated.
0: Well, you made other phone calls. Uh, I, this is just total assumption to the yeah. other investment bankers because you needed checks. So you called all them and said, I need a check. And then yes. they all kind of connected with one. I said, yeah, I'll give them some anyway. I don't
1: know. My cap, my cap table is uh, investment, (laughs) investment banker heavy.
0: (laughs) For those out there who don't have investment banker friends, it's just the lay of the land. This is his, this is his story. This is his road. It is what it is. And, you know, it's fair game. It's kind of like, I talk openly about it. Everybody's going to have a different story, reason why, Mm -hmm. how, and who. It is what it is. And guess what? You don't worry about that. Do you. Control what you can control. Yep. Do you? Do, anyway, i um, sorry. sorry. Um, let's get into like 2019, end of yeah. 2019, so we get an idea. What did the business look like?
1: Yeah, you know, we had done, we had a good 2019. We had just... Um, didn't, done a bunch of, bunch of formula shifts and, uh, elimination of a few skews. We, we launched over skewed. We launched with five, five skews. I wanted to launch with six. So again, you, you learn your lessons. Um, and, um, obviously heading into 2020 was going to be, this was going to be our year that at this point we were in zero retailers and we were going to really lean into the natural grocery, um, segment. Um, and then we got, a. You know, we started doing that. We launched an Air One in January and, you know, things like that. And then we got a call from Whole Foods um, in early March, about a week before the world changed forever. And uh, so um, 2020 was really great, uh, but very tough. You know, we really did launch into a lot of retail stores. But, um, you know, the mindset right there was, hey, we truly got something. Repeat order rate really high, building fans, very small business. But we've, we've learned, we've tweaked, and we're ready to take this to kind of a broader audience. Um, and also learning that, hey, you can't market this. If you're marketing to everybody, you're marketing to no one. So who are the people that are, who are the early adopters that are really connecting with
0: the product and the use case? A few takeaways. Uh, one, Air One, phenomenal regional retailer. Phenomenal. Uh, if you can uh, get with them early, it's a great place to start. Two, shout out Whole Foods, shout out. Uh, Three, identifying customers. It's the one thing that isn't talked about enough uh, is identifying who your customer is and finding out as early as possible. Uh, And once you do find out, you wanna really, really uh, hone in on that uh, because you really aren't uh, something for everybody. You Mm -hmm. think you are and it sounds like an amazing story amazing it's not true um okay let's get into late 2020 you mentioned something happened in 2020 but no idea what you're talking about um <laughs> let's get into the nows uh how about we're starting the year 2021 uh yeah. getting some footing where where are you and and how are you sort of uh, navigating those channels whether it's direct to consumer as well as retail
1: yeah so really to answer that question, probably got to go back to mid 2020, where we basically just leaned into our fans and really tried to add value to their lives. So we got, you know, a a big, a big uh, kind of group that loves our products is, is professional, is, is, you know, performance cycling. And um, so, you know, creating cycling content um, and hiking content and the, and the people that are embracing the outdoors. So, one was really getting serious about not trying to really grow our customer base, but to lean into our fans. And they really came through. Um, And um, you know, going into 2021, it's gosh, we've got to just, you know, keep hunker down and get through this. Um, You know, we you look and we got a big win. We launched into a fresh market um, in uh, March, uh, and, um, you know, we're getting some really nice whole foods expansion. Um, so it's, um, you know, it's really learning that I think the biggest learning was we just can't try to be everything to everyone. It that was what COVID really, really taught us. And we really learned that we have a product that there is a big enough audience that are really passionate about it and they'll start to tell their friends about it. And that's what we've really leaned into.
0: I like that. Uh, the, the cycling thing I get right away. I would say anybody who fundamentally understands um, foods uh, and what they do for us. Uh, and again, now speaking just about real foods, you, everybody knows I'm a big fan about balanced nutrition. Yep. Proteins, fats, carbohydrates, what they do for us. And when you have a good relationship with food, uh, it becomes a lifestyle and one where you don't have to be tinkering with what, what you're eating, why you're eating and getting into some new diet and, and yep. like nothing wrong with it. Um, okay, so, so I don't know why I'm on one today. Um, <laughs> it's, it's like Monday. I think it's Monday. I'm trying to come out the gate here on fire. Uh, let's go with the next 12 months. Uh, everybody feels what I do, at least I'm in North Bay of California. Yep. Um, where are you? Los Angeles good. Okay, you're in Los Angeles, Allison. Yeah. Where are you? I'm in San Francisco. Oh, yeah, I didn't. Even... Yes. Yeah. What are we yeah. doing? When am I? What What are we? When are we meeting? Okay, we'll we're probably like that. ten miles away yeah, from each worry, other. Don't worry, we right won't get back to that. I'll tell you some San Francisco stories of why I'm not allowed over the bridge anymore. Mm, um, let's uh, uh, let's talk about the next twelve months. If every see, we all feel it here, so California was kind of last. People don't really know that, especially uh, Northern California. We're kind of like there is a we're opening. It's like happening. Mm-hmm. I think like. I don't know, they're saying masks are going to be gone soon. And you can feel it, like go walk into the store, go look at the, you know, the, the local supermarkets, go look at a mall, even like uh, here, there's, some, you know, outdoor stuff. People are out. Um, yep. And so I'm really optimistic about what that, what happens with that. Even at retail, I've always been bullish on really smart retailers. Yep. Those that want to stay innovative, have a have a, a customer experience. Um, how do you see that playing out for SANS, Uh, and what does the next 12 months look like?
1: Yeah, we're super excited to get back to, you know, real life experiences um, and meeting our customers where they are, right? So, you know, going out and handing bars out to cycle clubs, trailheads, things like that. We're really excited about being able to do that. Um, And, you know, I think, you know, with the Costco announcement, you know, sampling is gonna be coming back. What's it gonna look like? You know, definitely we're very excited um, we haven't really been in any large scale store in an environment where you can do in-store sampling. Uh, so extremely excited to talk to people about why our product is different on a shelf like your shelf, where there's a million other brands on it. And um, so we're super, super excited about that. But we're, we're gonna keep doing what we're doing. Like high focus on our um, building a fan base, repeat purchase. And I am 100% on the same page with you engaging and partnering with innovative and the right retailers, because the world is going to come back really, really strong. And our category in particular was really hit hard in store because out of home eating was way down. Uh, Guess what? If now it's going to go way up because people are going to want to do the things that they haven't been able to do for 20 months. So really bullish on, you know, things coming back, Um, and seeing some really nice increases in the next 12 months. And like, yeah, I'm in here in California like you. It's the last 10 to 15 days. You just see it every day. Um, It's been really slow here. Um, But yeah, the world's coming back and we're we're bullish like you.
0: I like it. Gold's Gym, Venice. I'll see you soon. See everybody out there doing it again. Anyway, Uh, good stuff, Nathan. Uh, I'll get your info up. Allison, Absolutely. San Francisco, I could have called it out from the look of the apartment. I knew it like, boom, I should have just yeah. called it out. Uh, <laughs> we're meeting on Chestnut, uh, middle of June. Tell right us here. about Food Biz Whiz.
2: Yes. So, Mark, I, I actually, let me say, I'm so happy that the two of you are advocates for retail because that is, you know, that that's my, my true love. So I was a grocery buyer at Buy Right Market in San Francisco for a long, long time, head of grocery here. And I left that position seven years ago to start Food Biz Whiz. So Food Biz Whiz helps emerging CPG brands with their wholesale strategy. Understanding that there are so many secrets behind the office door of the grocery buyer that just aren't shared with, with emerging brands. So I do that through Retail Ready. It's an online course that I've been running for about six years. We've had about a thousand brands go through Retail Ready. And, um, yeah, we support brands, helping them figure out how to land on shelves, whether that is physical brick and mortar shelves or digital shelves and how to have high sales once you do.
0: I like that a lot. And yes, I am bullish. And yes, uh, if those that don't know San Francisco and buy right in San Francisco, it's like iconic, yeah. uh, yeah so is byright right distribution. I don't know if you know them, that's a big distribution. Yeah,
2: and not here. connected Not they're connected. Not, they're not connected, yes.
0: they get, people get it confused every time, but they're yes. both very iconic uh, out yes. in the Bay Area. Um, yep. I like that, and yes, in short, I'm very bullish. I've always been. I do say the same things every time, which is brick and mortar, anything physical, and we're just talking food for right now, but if you want to talk about the Nordstroms of the world, Right. You, it's, it's experience. It's customer experience. So, so long they can stay ahead of that, then they're they're all good. They will continue to drive traffic in store. I always say the same thing that it's related to, which is we get so innovative online and we talk direct to consumer online for the innovative piece of customer experience, but you can do that in droves. Actually, you can do it more so physical brick and mortar because you can actually touch and feel.
2: Yeah.
0: I like to touch the avocados. I don't know what that was. Um, yeah. I, and so I, I always use that as the example. The me- you know, you'll, there, there will never be a day that you don't wanna walk in the vegetable aisle or this fruit aisle and grab your own foods, right? Or yeah. walk down the bar aisle where there's a lot of options and you want to see what is the newest, what is the the latest and greatest, right? That's my take.
2: Especially now, you know, we talked a little bit about coming back from COVID. I feel like over the past year, people have just craved that experience. And we are, you know, as much as we love the convenience of online shopping, so many of us are craving that in-person experience in a store. So I'm excited to see retail sales, you know, um, spike again or come come back up again.
0: I agree. Nathan's info. Allison's info. Here, here, here. Great seeing you guys. Great way to start the week on a Tuesday. Peace.